Welcome back to Car Time Stories. As we start our celebration of St. Patrick's Day this month, we'd like to remind you all that Ireland is not just about green leprechauns and shamrock, but rather a rich tapestry of culture and history. Today, we delve into the turbulent story of a man known as Shane the Proud. Shane O'Neill was a complex figure, a fiery leader who ignited the flames of rebellion against English rule in the 16th century. His story is one of ambition, betrayal, and the enduring fight for freedom. Join us as we explore the triumphs and tribulations of Shane O'Neill, a man whose legacy continues to inspire generations of Irish people. Buckle up, because this car time story is a clash of ideas, swords, and a lamentable end. Shane the Proud by Dave Fox The mist, akin to a spectral shroud, clung tenaciously to the hills of County Tyrone, even as the faint glow of dawn breached the horizon. Upon a windswept hillock, where the ancient landscape sprawled before him, Shane O'Neill stood, his fiery auburn mane ablaze in the first light, a restless spirit amidst the stillness of the morning. At seventeen, ambition crackled in his veins, a tempestuous force straining against the confines of tradition. Another dreary dawn, he muttered, kicking at a clump of heather. Beside him, his brother Con, cloaked in stoic silence, surveyed the rising sun. Two years his senior, Con bore the weight of lineage with the gravity of a seasoned warrior. The sun rises for all, brother, Con replied, his voice low and steady. A new day to serve Tyrone. Shane scoffed. Serve or stagnate? We hold on to our lands by a thread, while Henry eyes Ireland like a hawk ready to swoop. Tension coiled in the air, palpable as the damp mist. Con turned his gaze meeting Shane's with unwavering clarity. Patience, brother. Our father will have his peace, and then... Then what? You'll sit on the throne, content to lick the boots of English lords. Shane's voice rose, anger flashing in his eyes. Don't you see? They offer promises with one hand, while tightening their grip with the other. Con sighed, the patience etched on his features a stark contrast to Shane's youthful fire. Our people need stability, not another rebellion that will leave them bloodied and broken. Stability won't come from bowing before foreign powers. Look north, Con. Clan MacDonald marches with English colours, selling their birthright for promises of gold. Shane's words hung heavy in the air, their truth undeniable. Con's brow furrowed. The MacDonalds are traitors, but most clans remain loyal. We must unite them. Show them strength, not defiance. Strength, Shane threw his hands up in exasperation. Your strength is a gilded cage. We need a leader who dares to dream, who isn't afraid to fight for what's ours. His words hung heavy in the silence, echoing across the valley. As the sun rose higher, casting long shadows across the hills, the brothers stood, two sides of the same coin, divided by their visions for Tyrone's future. Later that day, Shane gathered with a band of young warriors, their eyes alight with the same yearning for glory. In hushed tones he spoke of defiance, of uniting the Gaelic clans against the English encroachment. His words, filled with passion and fire, resonated with their restless spirits. Join me, he declared, his voice ringing with conviction. Together we will forge a new destiny for Tyrone, one free from foreign chains. A low murmur of agreement rippled through the group, 
a young warrior, Diermud, stepped forward, his eyes blazing with enthusiasm. We answer your call, Shane O'Neill. Lead us, and we will fight by your side. One by one, the others voiced their support, their youthful fervour echoing Shane's ambition. As the sun dipped below the horizon, painting the sky in hues of gold and crimson, Shane stood amongst them, not just a brother, but a leader, the seeds of discord sown amidst the ancient stones of Tyrone. The echoes of war drums reverberated across the Emerald Isle, a grim soundtrack to Shane O'Neill's ascent to power. His charisma swept through the Gaelic clans like wildfire, uniting them under the banner of rebellion. Meanwhile, in the opulent halls of Dublin, Lord Leonard Grey, the English deputy, observed with a predatory glint in his eyes. Shane O'Neill, he murmured, tracing the name on a parchment map. A tempestuous youth, brimming with ambition. We can use him, Lord Chancellor. Beside him, the Chancellor, a man with a face as sharp as his wit, nodded curtly. Indeed, a pawn to set against Con, weaken both O'Neills before claiming the prize ourselves. Grey smiled, a flicker of cruelty twisting his lips. Offer him support, promises of recognition, let him carve his own path, unaware of the strings we pull. Across the Irish Sea, in the heart of Tyrone, Shane held court in his newly usurped seat of power. Aisling, his bard and confidant, watched him with concern etched on her features. My lord, she began cautiously, the English bear gifts with one hand and a dagger in the other. Shane, his eyes gleaming with the thrill of his conquest, dismissed her worries with a wave of his hand. Their gold bolsters our forces, Aisling. With their support, we shall drive the English back. True, Aisling countered, but at what cost? Do not forget the fate of the Macdonalds, lured into servitude with empty promises. Shane's jaw clenched, a flicker of doubt momentarily extinguishing the fire in his eyes, but quickly he masked it with renewed bravado. I am no puppet, Aisling. I will use their support to our advantage, then cast them aside when the time comes. His words held conviction, but Aisling could sense the unease gnawing at his heart. His ambition, once a beacon of hope, now danced dangerously close to reckless abandon. Days turned into weeks, then months. English gold flowed freely, filling Shane's coffers and fueling his conquests. He revelled in his victories, blind to the tightening grip of Grey's machinations. Aisling, her voice rarely heeded, watched in sorrow as her warnings fell on deaf ears. One evening, amidst celebrations fuelled by victory and ale, an envoy arrived from Dublin. A messenger, his face hidden in shadow, knelt before Shane. Lord O'Neill, he rasped, Lord Grey summons you to Dublin. He offers recognition of your rule in exchange for concessions. A tense silence descended upon the hall. Shane's eyes narrowed, suspicion warring with ambition in his gaze. What concessions? he demanded, his voice laced with steel. The envoy remained silent, the weight of unspoken threats hanging heavy in the air. Eiling stepped forward, her voice sharp with defiance. Do not go, Shane, he seeks to entrap you. But Shane, intoxicated by power and blinded by his thirst for recognition, ignored her plea. With a haughty tilt of his chin, he declared, I accept Lord Grey's invitation. Let him see the true power of Tyrone. 
The envoy bowed low, a sly smile playing on his lips as he departed. Aisling watched him vanish into the night, a knot of dread tightening in her stomach. Shane, blinded by ambition and English gold, had stepped onto a precarious stage, unaware of the deadly play about to unfold. The wind, like a banshee wailing across the desolate plains, carried whispers of treachery and the clang of clashing steel. Shane O'Neill, once hailed as a liberator, now stood amidst the turmoil of betrayal, his adversaries closing in like wolves upon wounded prey. Manus O'Donnell, Earl of Tyrconnell, once a trusted ally, had turned cloak, enticed by the allure of English gold and the promise of power. Within the confines of his stronghold, Shane paced with restless agitation, his countenance a canvas of warring emotions, anger, despair, and the flicker of a defiant spirit refusing to be extinguished. Isling, steadfast in her loyalty, observed him with a heavy heart. My lord, she ventured softly, Manus's betrayal wounds deeply, but it need not be fatal. We can weather this storm. Shane halted his restless pacing, his gaze burning with a dangerous intensity. He was a viper nestled in our midst, Isling. He shall not escape, unpunished. Revenge will not mend our shattered defences, Shane. We require strategy, not blind fury. We must seek out allies, rebuild our strength. Shane let out a frustrated sigh. Our allies have forsaken us, seduced by English lies and Manus's deceit. We stand alone, facing insurmountable odds. Not entirely, Aisling countered, a glimmer of optimism threading through her words. Rumours whisper of a young leader in the north, rallying support, a Macdonnell seeking redemption for his clan's past transgressions. Interest sparked in Shane's eyes. The son of Calva Macdonnell? But a youth, what aid can he offer? He is said to possess courage and ambition, Shane. Perhaps we can forge a new alliance, born of necessity and shared grievances. As hope flickered in Shane's heart, a messenger burst into the chamber, his face a mask of dread. My lord, he gasped, breathless, the English army advances, led by Grey himself. They aim to crush your rebellion once and for all. Shane's features hardened his despair momentarily eclipsed by a surge of defiance. He pounded his fist upon the table, the resounding echo a testament to his resolve. Then let them come. We shall meet them on the field of battle, and they shall learn the true cost of underestimating the spirit of Tyrone. Turning to Aisling, his eyes ablaze with determination, he issued his command. Gather our remaining forces, Aisling. At dawn we ride forth to face our destiny. With a solemn nod, Aisling set about her task, a silent prayer upon her lips. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows across the land, Shane O'Neill led his beleaguered army towards the looming confrontation, the air pregnant with the anticipation of a clash that could shape the course of Irish history. The battlefield, a tableau of carnage and chaos, echoed with the clash of swords and the anguished cries of the fallen, all swallowed by the relentless howling of the wind. Shane O'Neill, a tempest of fury and desperation, fought with a fervour bordering on madness, cleaving through the enemy ranks with the ferocity of a man possessed. Yet, despite his valiant efforts, the tide of battle turned against him, Manus O'Donnell's perfidy leaving him outnumbered and vulnerable. 
With his forces dwindling, Shane found himself encircled, the English soldiers closing in for the final blow. But then a defiant cry shattered the tumult, and into the fray charged a young warrior, his face streaked with war paint, driving back the English with a savage determination. It was Hugh MacDonald, son of Calver, his eyes ablaze with righteous indignation. Lord O'Neill, he bellowed, extending a hand slick with blood. Stand with me. Together we shall defy the odds. Surprised, yet buoyed by this unexpected ally, Shane seized the offered hand and rose to his feet, his resolve reignited by the spark of camaraderie. Together they rallied the remnants of the O'Neill warriors, pushing back against the relentless onslaught with a renewed sense of purpose. But victory, elusive as ever, remained just beyond their grasp, the battle culminating in a brutal stalemate that left both sides battered and broken. As the dust settled, revealing the grim toll exacted by the clash, Shane stood amidst the wreckage, his heart heavy with sorrow and the bitter taste of defeat. At his side stood Hugh, his countenance grave. We fought valiantly, my lord, he remarked, his tone tinged with regret. Yet victory remains elusive. Shane nodded, the weight of his losses bearing down upon him like a leaden shroud. Manus's betrayal has cost us dearly, Hugh. We are weakened, isolated. Do not surrender to despair, Hugh interjected, his voice resolute despite his youth. The clans still whisper your name, Lord O'Neill. You are a symbol of defiance, a beacon amidst the darkness. Shane regarded Hugh with a newfound respect, a glimmer of hope kindling within him. This young warrior, tempered by betrayal and adversity, spoke with a wisdom that belied his years. Your words ring true, Hugh, Shane conceded, a flicker of determination igniting within him. Perhaps an alliance, a unified front against our common foe, a wolfish grin spread across Hugh's face, his eyes gleaming with fierce determination. Indeed, my lord, together we can inscribe a new chapter in the annals of our land's history. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows across the blood-soaked earth, a fragile hope emerged from the ashes of defeat. Shane O'Neill, humbled yet unbowed, found himself forging an improbable alliance with a young leader, bound by shared adversity and an unyielding yearning for freedom. Years had carved their marks upon the weathered countenance of Shane O'Neill, the flames of rebellion that once blazed fiercely, now reduced to smouldering embers, the dream of a united Ireland fading with each passing season. Exiled across the Irish Sea, Shane spent his waning days under the watchful eye of his Scottish kin. In the flickering glow of a highland hall, Owen, a young bard, sat before him, his quill poised above parchment. Speak to me, Lord O'Neill, Owen began, his voice respectful yet brimming with curiosity, of your life, your struggles, your triumphs. Shane sighed, the spectres of countless battles swirling within his eyes. My tale, young bard, is a tapestry woven with threads of defiance, ambition, and alas, regret. He recounted his ascent to power, fueled by a fervent desire to liberate his people, his early victories that ignited flames of hope across the Emerald Isle. He spoke of the bitter sting of betrayal, the crushing weight of defeat, and the burdensome choices that led him to this lonely exile. Though my dreams lie shattered, 
Shane continued, his voice laden with emotion. The struggle for freedom endures. The dying embers of rebellion await rekindling. Owen listened intently, his quill capturing the ebb and flow of Shane's words, the passion and pain resonating within them. But you leave behind a legacy, Lord O'Neill, Owen interjected, his eyes gleaming with admiration. Your defiance against the English crown, your crusade for Irish unity, these tales shall inspire generations yet unborn. Shane emitted a dry, humourless chuckle. Legacy, you say? What solace does a legacy offer a man who breathes his last, a stranger, in his own homeland? Your narrative holds weight, Lord O'Neill, Owen persisted. It serves as a testament to the sacrifices made for freedom, the imperative of unity and the unyielding spirit of resistance. A flicker of pride illuminated Shane's weary eyes. Perhaps then his sacrifices had not been in vain. He turned to Aisling, who stood steadfast by his side, her presence a silent balm in his twilight years. Speak, Aisling, Shane implored, his voice softening. Tell him of the battles fought and won, the lives safeguarded, the hope we once ignited. Eiling stepped forward, her voice weaving the melody of untold victories and silent tribulations. She recounted Shane's compassion, his valour, his unswerving devotion to his people. As dawn painted the heavens with hues of amber and rose, the bard captured not merely the chronicle of a fallen leader, but the reverberations of a struggle that echoed across epochs. Shane O'Neill met his end not as a victorious hero, but as the victim of treachery, his life extinguished by the hand of the Scottish Macdonalds, who would later claim the reward for his head. Yet, amidst the shadows of betrayal, his legacy endured, carried forth in the whispered defiance and unwavering pursuit of liberty within the hearts of his people. Chronicled by Owen, his saga served as a poignant reminder that even amidst the depths of adversity, the struggle for justice etches an enduring mark upon the pages of history.